It's my turn. Here is your host for my turn, Don Wildman. So he came to a city of Samaria called Sychar, near the field that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and so Jesus, wearied as he was with his journey, sat down beside the well. It was about the sixth hour. Palestine in the time of Jesus was divided into three sections. In the south was Judea, the region where Christ was born. In the north was Galilee, the region where Christ grew up. In between Judea and Galilee was Samaria. The scriptures tell us of a journey Jesus took through Samaria. It also reminds us that Jews did not normally travel through Samaria. In fact, the Jews considered the Samaritans such a low-class people that no self-respecting Jew had any dealing whatsoever with a Samaritan. We know that Jesus and his disciples stopped at Jacob's well in Samaria to rest and eat. The disciples left Jesus at the well and went into Sychar to get some food. It was about noon, and Jesus was resting at the well, waiting for the return of his disciples. As he waited, a Samaritan woman came to the well to draw water. To the casual reader, there's nothing unusual about this. But to one who is familiar with the customs of the day, the oddity is immediately recognized. No woman ever drew water in the middle of the day. Only work absolutely necessary was performed while the heat was so intense. Women drew their water at the close of the day when temperatures were much cooler. It was a social event for the village women, and as they drew water, they could catch up on the latest gossip. Evidently, the respectable women had so ignored, excluded, and embarrassed this woman that she came to draw water at a time when she would be sure no one else would be present. Then Jesus did a very unusual thing. He spoke to the Samaritan woman. He asked her for a drink, and the request opened up a conversation which was to change her life. She replied to his request by reminding him of the racial prejudice between the Jews and Samaritans. But then Christ lifted her vision to a higher plane by offering her living water. When she again injected the race issue into the conversation by mentioning the Samaritan temple on Mount Gerizim, located to the south and visible from Jacob's well, Christ reminded her that the place where one worshipped was unimportant. The important part of worship was the how in spirit and truth. It is of supreme importance that Christ first revealed his identity to this woman of the world, married five times and living with a sixth man. To the Jew, this woman was as low a human as one could be. It is significant that John included this story in his gospel. None of the other gospels contain it. Here is Christ revealing for the first time his messiahship to a sinful Samaritan woman. In effect, John is saying that God's love reaches to the very lowest and least of all people. The love of God knows absolutely no limits. You can still drink from Jacob's well today. Each time I stop there, I pause to drink from the very deep stream. For centuries and centuries, the well has been giving life. 
But each time I drink, I'm reminded of the living water which Christ gave to that Samaritan woman. And, like he said, this living water is available to us no matter who we are or where we worship. Indeed, God's love knows no limits. This has been My Turn with Don Wildman, a production of the American Family Association. 